Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Screaming for Progress. I'm your host, as always, Stuart, and alongside me is the Grimfish himself, Liam. Uh, Liam, how you doing? Um, yeah, we're all right. Um, got... You might be able to hear, I've got a bit of a cold, but yeah, I'll soldier on anyway. Yeah, you can soldier on, that's fine, you can do it, <laughs> we believe in you. Um, here at Screaming for Progress, we have a bit of a lull between chapters 55 and 56. We've actually got a few weeks before that show even takes place, let alone it gets up getting uploaded onto the Demand Progress Network and allow us to watch it. So, on our Twitter feed, which, if you don't already follow it, is at Progress Scream. Um, and on Facebook, which is just search Screaming for Progress into Facebook, you'll find us. Um, we asked our our fans, you guys, which show you would like us to cover. And the unanimous uh, winner from the people who voted, which I'll be completely honest, was mainly myself and Liam, uh, was Chapter 20. Now, this ties in quite nicely because it was actually the first Progress show that I watched. And when I was passing my worldly wisdom on to Liam, I said it was the first show that he should watch as well. Um, so it's actually both of our first show uh, that we, we ever watched. Um, so it's a nice place for us to review, a uh, nice show for us to review. Um, after this, we are going to be starting from the beginning. Um, started from the bottom now we're here uh chapter one is going to be our next show um and we'll just continue on with with that until we we catch right up um so yeah um i'm excited for that liam uh so overall uh without giving away matches spoilers that sort of thing what were your thoughts about chapter 20 as as a whole um it was i mean it was a good show um i have to say it's still I think they were still sort of finding their feet a bit. Um, so there were sort of one or two matches that stood out more than the others. Yeah. Um, obviously, we had a few few sort of wrestlers you might not have heard of too much before. Um, but yeah, all in all, it was still a pretty good show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's a good show. It's, it's a good fun uh good fun episode of tv to watch um i'm probably a little less forgiving than liam is i think it's very much a two-match show um arguably three <coughs> but like you say there's a lot of people who you might not see or might not be too familiar with um even as a progress fan there's a lot of people who have faded away or didn't really get the the chance that they may have Otherwise, but uh, yeah, starting from the top of it, we open up with uh, Noam Dar, obviously um, now part of the, the cruiserweight division in WWE, versus the pastor William Ever, which I'm gonna lie, it took me, I'm not gonna lie, it took me a lot longer than it should have to realize that he is the pastor because his name is Bill Lever. Bill, Bill <laughs> Lever, yep, yeah, took me longer than it, I had any right to. Um, 
it took me a while as well. But, but once I pieced it together, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty clever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, as an opening match, I don't think it was right. Um, I think it was a bit slow. It kind of relied a little bit on kind of character gimmicks rather than actual in-ring um, entertainment. It wasn't awful by any means. Like It's still probably better than any match on WWE television in the last couple of weeks. But for, for a progress match, I think it was a very disappointing opening. Um, arguably, maybe the worst match on the show, I think. Um, to be completely honest. But um, yeah, what, what were your thoughts? Um, it was... I mean, first of all, I'll say Noam Dar we see here is so much better than Noam Dar we've seen in the Cruiserweight division. Yes. yes. Um, he's... You know, he arguably should be sort of up in the ranks for the Cruiserweight title. But, you know, that's probably down more to WWE sort of saying, you know, this is how we want you. Um, and I think... Um, Pastor William Eva was actually a sort of last minute stand in. Yeah, that's right. Um, they did mention it during the match, and I've actually forgotten who it was for now. Um, it was one of my uh, <laughs> one of the things I didn't actually take a note of, um, annoyingly. And I watched this like a couple of days ago. Oh, uh, uh, what's his name? The bastard, um, Dave Mastiff. Oh, that's it, yeah, that's who it was for, yeah, um. So yeah, it, it, for a, for a put together match, it was pretty good. Um, I suppose, like say, disappointing opener. Um, maybe the only time that you're going to get a "Let's Go Jesus, Jesus Sucks" chant. Um, uh, anything, which is still funny. <laughs> still, still funny. Um, we did get the the invariable CM Punk chants towards the end when uh, they started teasing they go to sleep. Um, but yeah. Shock ending. The pastor wins with a clothesline from heaven, um, with a uh, sort of got a semi roll up pin as well. So um, surprise win. Uh, Bill Eaver or William Eaver has kind of dropped off the map and progress a little bit. Um, I don't know if he's maybe injured, but I have seen him sort of on posters for other companies. So maybe he's just not in their long term plans anymore. But. Um, no, I think the last time we saw him was the Super Strong Style yeah, tournament. Yeah, exactly, and that's—I mean—that's going back a couple of months now, and we've not heard anything since. So, who knows? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just, he might just be busy with sort of other promotions, and because you—you know—you you can't forget that you know some of these guys wrestle two, three, four times a week in three different countries. So, yeah. Exactly. So maybe maybe he's just busy, but you know, I'm pretty sure it was the whole deal that he was uh, omnipotent. But uh, hey ho. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get that. <laughs> um, next, next up, uh, we have a fatal four way match uh, with uh, Wild Boar, Mike Hitchman. Um, so we're just going to call him Boar from now on. Uh, taking on fucking Bubblegum. Uh, 
which is a stupid name. Oh, even for his character, it's ridiculous. Name. Yeah, I hate it. Um, Kyle Ashmore and Flash Morgan Webster. Now, only one of these guys is still active in progress regularly. Bubblegum, I think appears now and again. Wild Boar is one half of the ICW Tag Team Champions with Mike Bird. Um, and yeah, this this was actually not a bad little match. I thought it was pretty good fun. Um, they all played their roles pretty well. Um, I think like the, the way the match played out uh, with Webster picking up the win meant that he was able to not really be involved a great deal, so the kind of flippier stuff came out towards the end. Um, yeah, I liked it. Um, Bubblegum's just fucking awful. Ice, <laughs> ice cream heady, because his finisher, come on. Like, it's a pedigree. Like, really? Um, what, what, were yeah. you, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think... I'm, I'm not sorry, Bubblegum's not in it anymore. Um, I... I actually, I, lo- I quite liked Kyle Ashmore in this. Um, I don't quite know what's happened to him, but he sort of, from looking at him in the match, I'd, I'd say he was actually a pretty good wrestler. Um, but, you know, maybe he just decided it weren't for him or something. Um, I think they mentioned he was a sort of, uh, um, he come from their training academy. Yeah. Um, Progress, I can't remember what it's called. Progress Training Academy. Let's go yeah. with that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I liked, you know, I like I like Flash Morgan Webster. I'm a bit of a fan of his. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was for a four-way, which usually can be a bit of a cock-up sometimes when there's too many people in the match. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty good fun. A couple of big spots, a couple of impressive moments in it, um, like the the sort of sent on by Webster out onto everyone else towards the end, um, and then finishing with a, a four fifty. Um, actually, I think it's been a while since I've seen Webster hit a four fifty as well. So, um, yeah, it it was a good fun match, bit of a spot fest, but that's fine. I mean, it's there's no harm in a spot fest at all. Um, this wasn't one of my sort of two matches on the card that I thought really carried it, but yeah, it was, it was a good fun match. Completely, uh, completely deserved its place, and yeah, wouldn't have been wouldn't have been out of place on any other really good progress show. So um, yeah, decent effort by these guys. Um, I will sort of admit at this point that we're kind of going to batter through this, I think, because we've just both got that much to say about the main event. Um, I, th- I, th- I think we can break the fourth wall a little bit um, and and explain that that is what it is. But uh, yeah, yeah, really good, um, really good main event on this show, and I just can't wait to talk about it. But we still have matches. So um, <laughs> next up, uh, I believe it's a match in the Natural Progression series with uh, Damien Dunn versus Sebastian, uh, one half of the the Geezers. Um, Damien Dunn, obviously not his, um, not his no fun done gimmick just yet. He's just kind of there. Um, I'll let you talk about this one. What, what did you think? Um, yeah, well, I mean, like you said, it's, it's sort of Damien Dunn. It was one of his sort of earlier matches before he got his no fun done persona, which I have to admit, I know I'm supposed to hate it, but I actually quite like it. Yeah. Um, 
especially when he goes, you're having too much fun now. <laughs> like that, I just, yeah, I don't know why I like that, but I do. What, um, what I like is um, actually when he tells them, stop, <laughs> and they do. <laughs> yeah, punch him in the head. Like, what, why are you stopping? Yeah, yeah. I think they mentioned that before, didn't they? Yeah, I think they have brought like, that why up. Why are they like... stopping when he says so? Like, yeah. But... Oh, I love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I sort of, yeah, I quite like, I, I like him in the ring. Um, he's sort of springboard uh, code breaker. Um, I think that looks incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I sort of wrote a few notes down. All I can say about Sebastian is he's okay. Yeah, I that, mean... That's all I could come up with for him. Sebastian is is one of these guys, I think he has done a lot better than he probably has any right to. Um, like, he's he's not really in progress anymore, but he's, he's huge in other promotions. And especially from what I've seen of him, I'm just not sold. Like, I don't have anything against the guy. I just don't... I don't really get it. You know, I don't really get the, the hype. I don't understand why people are just so high on the dude. Um, again, nothing against him. Like, he's, he's fine. But um, I think with, with this match, my kind of thoughts on this match was, again, like the opener, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. But this was kind of like if you just put, like, two random creator wrestlers against each other um, and just let the computer play both sides of the match. On, on a WWE game, you know it was it was yeah. what it was. Um, it finished with a an, another go to sleep on this show. So three matches we've had two go to sleeps, um, or at least one teased, one hit with with Sebastian's uh, geese to sleep. Um, it's a stupid fucking name for a move. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, it was what it was. Like uh, Sebastian wins, moves on in the in the natural progression series onto the semi-finals but I think it does say quite a lot that Damien Dunn is the one who's currently doing well for himself in progress and indeed in other promotions um, I believe they had a match against Session Moth in Fight Club Pro a couple of weeks ago that actually I need to check out it's, it's apparently excellent yeah um, I've, I've heard like so many good things about it yeah yeah so it's, I think that's going to be my next uh my next on-demand purchase, I think, is going to be the 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 event with that on it. But yeah, like, I don't really have a great deal to say about this after after anything. I mean, the the, the geezers were pretty high at this point in progress. Uh, they continued to be so for a little while, but then it's kind of it, you know. Kinda yeah, they were they were more sort of face characters as well at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and then you know, as we know, Sebastian went. Hill for some reason and still no one really cared yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that is well that's that's excellent for him so poor, poor Sebastian uh, I feel like we've been awfully cruel to him here um, but uh, yeah so again was what was we are kind of halfway through the show at this point um, obviously we had two really long matches still to come so um if you're wondering why we're rattling through this as quickly, it's kind of because, well, so did they, really. Um, but yeah, the next next match we have up is for the Progress Tag Titles. And this is it's a, little, a little bit of an awkward one, because the Sumerian Death Squad, Tommy End and Michael Dante, didn't bring the belts with them uh, in their, for their match against the Hunter Brothers. 
So well, you, you say belts, they're more sort of two halves of a giant shield. But. Yeah, as it, as it was at the time, yeah. <laughs> it so, was. Which, which, I mean, I get why they did it. I mean, they used to have the um, the sort of, I'm trying to think of the, like the scepter for the um, for the actual yeah, progress it's, title. it's like a staff with a the sort of progress eagle on top. Yeah, yeah. So they used to have that for the, the main belt, which, like, it's fine. I get it. Totally understand. Um but yeah, they, it's not very practical because they couldn't get them through customs. So, <laughs> so as a result, there was no titles to actually compete for, despite the fact it was a title match. So, um, yeah, like I say, Sumerian Death Squad, Hunter Brothers, title match. And I, this is one of the matches that I think made the night. I thought this was a fantastic, fantastic tag team match. Um, oh yeah, it was amazing. It's one of the best tag matches I think I've seen for a long, long time. Yeah, like this was, I, I'd say the only better tag team matches in progress uh, history have included War Machine. Like that's how good this yeah. match is. I think the only um, the only team in progress history who put on better, like stiffer, uh, more impressive than matches in the Sumerian Death Squad are War Machine. Um, the Hunters, obviously, absolute props. It takes two, or in this case, four, to tango. They held their own as well. I thought this was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Obviously, Tommy End is now uh, Alistair Black in NXT. And if you watch this match and you can't see why he should be the the future of, of NXT, the future of the business, then I, I, I sorry, like I, I don't think you get it anymore. Like I don't think you get wrestling. At this point, um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let you say something because I'm I feel like I'm just going to gush about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, um, Tommy End or Alistair Black, he, you know, you just you watch him in the ring, and it's just like it's all he's almost sort of perfect in the way he approaches wrestling. Yeah, like he does, you know, this he's got all the suplexes and he. You know the uh, brutal kicks. Yeah. You know, like anyone else, that would be like you kick him in the head, he's out. Yeah. Um, Alistair Black or Tommy and Disease here. Um, I keep calling him Alistair Black. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, <clears throat> but he, you know, he just decides now I'm going to kick you in the head a sort of couple of dozen more times and yeah, <laughs> and can just deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's even with sort of. Michael Dante, um, I you know I have I haven't seen him a lot since, um, but he, oh he's just a beast of a man. Yeah, as um, well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean they they were part of um, they were part of Legion and ICW um, instead of being the Sumerian Death Squad. They were part of Legion, and Mikey Whipwreck. So um, I'm lucky enough to actually see them in a cage match live, which was which was fantastic. Um, and yeah, they're these guys like they're both just absolute monsters. Um, like I say, for those of you who maybe haven't seen them uh, compete, the only, the closest comparison I can really give you is is War Machine. Um, and like I say, that's a, as big a compliment as I can offer anyone. Um, like I say, the Hunters again kind of fallen off the map. Like even individually, Lee Hunter, Jim Hunter, um, I believe was Lee Hunter in the. Uh, the cruiser, the sorry, the UK tournament. Um, 
I'm actually going to. I think it was, yeah. Quickly fact check that. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, I, I feel like one of them was, or I'm getting that I'm getting him confused with Joseph Connor. Um, I think. Uh, do 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 Where are we? He has never competed in WWE. So there we go. Um, still pops up now and again in progress. Um, but yeah, nothing. <laughs> No, yeah, nothing, I think um, they were sort of on a bit of a losing streak, weren't they? And then they went away from progress. Um, and then when they come back, they've just sort they just sort of reinvented themselves, and they were so much better. Um, even though they sort of lost this match, they were still so impressive. Like what they did. Yeah. No, I mean they were fantastic in this match. I've just looked up here. They've actually they've competed twice. In um in progress, uh, chapters forty five and forty six, uh, they lost to uh Ringkamp and uh, British Strong Style, um, both kind of forgettable matches. I can't really lie, you know, it's like no. kind of forgotten about them altogether until I actually looked up and saw that they'd they'd happened there, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, I mean. It, like I say, it's a great match. It's probably the second best match on the card. Any other night, match of the match of the night, you know, uh, just far too much to really, um, oh, far too much from the main event for this to compete with. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, any any other? I think whatever on? match was here, it was always competing with the main event. So we can't really blame them for that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we, we get to an actual interval um, and then we have Glenn coming out um, and yeah, okay, <laughs> fine, was yeah, it bit was. Of, bit of shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans, waste a bit of time and we get on with the Thunder Bastard match. Now, for those of you who don't know what Thunder Bastard match is, it is kind of an elimination match. It's... Um, if you have seen Aztec Warfare in uh, in Lucha Underground, it's basically the same thing. Um, you know, people come out uh, like Royal Rumble style, and it's pinfall or submission to to be eliminated. So um, we start off uh, with who is it? We have uh, Damon Moser starting off with Nathan Cruz. Um, yeah, Cruz wasn't supposed to start, was he? But because yeah. he come out and started sort of giving his little mouth to Glenn, Glenn then said, right, since you're out here, you're first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, it did play into the story of the match. Um, it was it was pretty good, actually. So, um, yeah, we have uh, El Aguero come out. Now, uh, this was before Banter Edition. So uh, Nathan Cruz, Dave Mastiff, El Aguero were the origin. And they were bad guys. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we have uh, El Aguero come out, and um, yeah, he he is is well. They they yeah, they take it. So right? <laughs> yeah, I, I got I completely lost my train of thought there. Um, but yeah, basically two on one against Damon Moser and eliminate him. So um, yeah. Didn't last for long though because we had Rampage Brown, and yeah, he's he's dropped off a bit now as well. Yeah, now Rampage Brown was pushed to the sky in WCPW, 
and I don't know if that's directly related to him not being in progress as much anymore. Um, but yeah, he he did just get like um, he did just kind of vanish, which is a shame because I I know they don't use it anymore. But his music, like I will be heard by Hatebreed, is up there in in terms of like really really good entrance musics. If you ask me, like it's a phenomenal phenomenal song to come out to. Um, yeah, especially for him. When you look at him, it just it suits him so much. Oh yeah, yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> unreal, absolutely brilliant. Um, so yeah, he did a bit better than um, than Moser, and yeah, he lasted until we get our next entrant, who was Mark Haskins. I'm sorry, try to take this. I've made so many notes for this, and now I'm looking back, it barely <laughs> makes sense to me. Um, so yeah, we are still. Still no eliminations. Um, Marty Skrull comes out, and again, still really annoyed. He doesn't come out to his um, his, his WCPW music. But anyway, um, where are we? Blah blah blah. Eddie Dennis, I think, comes out, and uh, yeah. Tom Irvin comes out, who is the other half of the Geezers, along with Sebastian, um, and then yeah, it's kind of all kicks off after that doesn't it yeah it's a bit of a i don't know it, i think it was a bit too chaotic to actually keep track of what was happening half mm. the time um you know there were like you'd expect there were some good sort of multi-person spots and yeah blah 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 but yeah this this sort of match it it <sighs> I don't know, unless you really, really concentrate on every aspect, you can just lose what's happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I kind of did, I'll be honest. One thing I would say is that it didn't seem... like It wasn't wasn't the best multi-man match I've ever seen, but there was enough high spots in it, enough excitement, enough sort of fun moments that it really worked. It didn't drag at any point. It didn't feel too long. Um... And and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We had a sort of moment where there's like a lot of really quick succession eliminations, which is kind of the done thing in these sort of matches. Um, but yeah, it, it it was good fun, and we ended up getting down to Mark Haskins versus Marty Skrull, and it was it, yeah, um, Mark Haskins won it. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, anything you have to say about this match before we move on? Because that's been a stuttering mess, hasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it was what it was. Um, it was obviously all in aid of sort of getting Haskins in the title picture. Um, but, yeah, it was, you know, chaotic and sort of high people diving all over the place and you know, what have you, but yeah, it was, it was fun, but it was hard to concentrate on sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think this is the sort of match that's a lot better if you're not having to take notes throughout it. Um, It's it's probably the best thing to say about that. If you're not having to take notes and you can just sit, relax, watch it, then you will have a lot more fun. Um, So yeah, maybe, maybe next time I watch it, I'll just I'll just enjoy it. Um, but we are finally here. We're finally at the main event, and I think this really goes without saying. You know, I've gushed about it already a little bit. Um, this is the match that got me into progress wrestling. Um, 
still to this day probably one of the best no DQ matches I can think of having seen um, even watching it for a, a third time as I have in, in the build up to this podcast um, it was brilliant um, I'll, I'll let you take the lead on the sort of introductions and stuff like that Liam um, before I, I continue to stutter my way through praise for this match <laughs> um, yeah well we've got sort of they put on this video package showing how Havoc sort of turned his back on progress attacked Jim Smallman um, and yeah started up with the London riots first of all yeah. they were in a little stable and then he sold them up the river. And now we've got um, Paul Robinson and... Oh, I forget his name. Yeah, so do I. The Regression. But, we'll but, but as The Regression, yeah. yeah. Sort of another stable. Um, and yeah, it was just about Osprey sort of getting his chance. And, and then Osprey comes out to... Uh, probably one of the longest entrances I've seen in progress. Yeah. Like, it's sort of Undertaker-type long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he uses a lot of sort of aerial assassin puns. Um, and he, you can sort of hear in the background, there's a line from Assassin's Creed, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, both me and Stuart are big fans of that. So I, you know, I picked up on it straight away what it was from. Yeah. But if you didn't know the game, it probably would have sounded cooler. Yeah, I mean, there was, um, it was kind of like a montage of Assassin's Creed sort of moments and sort of um, little bits from throughout, the mainly the Ezio games. Um, I liked it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good thing. I mean, if anything, um, I would say that the, the, the eventual uh, change to Shoot to Thrill by ACDC um, if anything, it kind of kind of ruined the moment for me. Um, you know, it just kind of took away from the, the, the atmosphere, I think. But, you know, he, he was joined by two, I can only assume they're sort of independent wrestlers to who came in through the crowd dressed as assassins. Um, and then he came out inexplicably not wearing the assassin robe. He came out and put it on on the stage. I yeah, assume that was it's to hide the sword odd. that he had. I, I don't know. If he'd just come out wearing it, that would have been fine. Like, yeah. it would have been fine. It's not like he snuck out and like slid it on. He came out and just put it on like a jacket. Um, but yeah, I mean, the amount of presentation up until this point was phenomenal. Like, one of the best video packages. Like, there was no. There's no question about you knowing exactly what was happening in the in the sort of route to this match. Like you could watch this with no knowledge of any of the guys involved and know exactly what these two were fighting for, what they were fighting over. You know, the whole story. And as much as you criticised their video packages at the Alexandra Palace show, I think this was a complete three sixty. That complete opposite. There was no overkill. This was everything you needed to know. And I thought it was a great little bundle. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, this being the first ever progress show I watched, I, you know, when I first watched that package, it told me exactly what had happened and what I needed to know. Yeah. Which I didn't mind. I think the ones in Alexandra Palace were maybe a bit cheesy. Yeah. It's the only word I can come up with. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't think they needed as many as they had but yeah with this one it for 
the sort of what was on the line, they definitely needed that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I say, it, it told the story of running into the match. It gave you everything you needed to know. So by the time Jimmy Havoc came out to his sort of AFI mashup, um, was the the um, Prelude one, and then one of the songs off of Burials that I forget the name of. Um, you you hated the guy. Like whether you'd seen him in the episodes running up to this or not, you did not like Jimmy Havoc. And he he almost got his cool an entrance. You know, he had um a, a miscellaneous tag team, then the regression came out all wearing sort of like blood stained sort of uh, white kabuki masks, kinda uh, Joey Jordison style uh white masks, um and then came out with like face paint that would make Finn Balor blush. Um, with with envy, not in a bad way. Um, <laughs> with envy, um, and like, see, you just you hated him straight from the off, um, and and yeah, for a build up to a main event, like I I don't think Progress have done it better since. Um, nah, like I think I think they, I think they needed this sort of thing to sort of put the progress title sort of up with the others yeah. that have had maybe a few more years to sort of get a stories going and stuff. Yeah, I mean, especially as the belt at this point was still relatively new. Like, the belt had only been in for a couple of matches, uh, a couple of, a, a few chapters at this point. So it was, like, say, the, the aforementioned staff with the, the progress eagle on it. So it was it was a good way to really get two guys fighting over it. Jimmy Havoc was approaching sort of two years as Progress champion at this point. Total reign of terror after he'd kind of cheated Mark Andrews out of his uh, out of the title win um, in a in a sort of twist of fate that involved Jim Smallman counting the three over Mark Andrews. Um, and and yeah, like I say, everything you need to know is is there in the build up. And by the time we got to the ring, uh, we actually had the London riots come out to sort of appease the situation, make sure that the no DQ stayed as fair as possible, so the regression weren't there, kind of working as equalizers, so to speak. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of liked that for what it was. I think they got involved a little bit too much before the inevitable regression run in. Especially as Jimmy had sent regression away, um, I feel like they should have definitely held off until the interference. That's my only criticism for this match. Yeah, they kept sort of taking weapons off Havoc. Yeah. Um, which I know they're enforcers, but it was a no DQ match, so yeah, that was a bit, bit of an odd call to me. But I can I can kind of understand with the story about how they were with Havoc and then he sort of backstabbed them. I can yeah. kind of see where it went. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, <coughs> in, in terms of the match, once we actually get going, like, it was it was hard-hitting, it was spot-heavy, and it wasn't spot-heavy in an overkill way. There were just so many amazing, memorable moments in it. Like, quite early on, they, they poured the thumbtacks out. Um... Will Osprey took the thumbtacks in his mouth. That was the first time I'd ever seen that. Um, oh yeah, that it, was. That's still hard to watch now. Yeah, um, I mean we've seen it again since. Like I think, I'm pretty sure Jimmy Havoc did it to Pete Dunne most recently. Um, but yeah, then we got a burning hammer throw on, like to Osprey on the chair. It's just there's no way pr- to protect yourself from that. Like you just need to hope that you don't land on your neck. Um, 
it was it was disgusting in in sort of you know the the best possible way. Um, admittedly, a couple of minutes after this, like, um, Osprey kind of did like a the Celtic cross kind of move. Um, or no, it wasn't. It was it was like another burning hammer, wasn't it? Towards the thumbtacks, and they missed. Oh, yeah. Havoc missed the thumbtacks, um, which is a bit of a shame. But other than that, like this was absolutely pitch perfect. Like there was no no real criticism over this match at all. Like it just absolutely immaculate. Um, what what do you have to say up until this point? Like I'll I'll let you talk a little as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like we've both said, it's just one of the best no DQ matches that, especially progress, but, you know, in all other promotions I've seen, it's just one of the better ones. Um, I think Havoc and Osprey, when they get together, they always put on a good match. So they had sort of, a, I think, a couple of others as well. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, this was uh, sort of the most third recent shot. one. They were flipped, so Osprey was the heel, and Havoc was the face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's you know just what can you say apart from Havoc? He's got how many acid rainmakers? I, I lost count in the end. Yeah, you uh, know, not I, just to Osprey, but to the referees as well. Yeah, I think we ended up if you include those. it to the referees <laughs> and stuff. I think we ended up with like six or seven. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was, yeah. <laughs> That's that, but <laughs> I know you've got a problem with that as well. Like you have a problem with the um, with the acid rainmaker as a finisher. Yeah, it just it just doesn't have the impact it needs to from not just a finisher, but a, you know, a primarily a striking finisher. You know, it needs to have more impact. You know, us. You know, we talked about the first match with um, William Eva and Noam Dar. You know. His clothesline from heaven had such impact to it. Yeah. Like, as as good as sort of JBL used to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, he definitely needs something else because it is, like you said before, it's becoming the super kick of clotheslines. Yeah. Like, you're not going to put anyone down for it. You'll get a two count at best. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I love Jimmy Havoc. Like, he's one of my favourite wrestlers. Um full stop uh like i was kind of done with icw until he appeared at shug's house party and by the time he went back behind the curtain i'd bought my tickets for the fear and loathing show at the hydro when he was announced um so it's it's a shame that it, 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 that's the only thing that i feel is 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 wrong here but yeah we got loads of them um we got an absolutely sick double stomp through a table towards the end but be- before that uh, the regression did come out paul robinson hit the sort of curb stomp, the Seth Rollins now banned curb stomp on Will Osprey for a, a near fall. Um, then we got the referees battered about so that Jim Smallman had to come back into the ring. We got a tease uh, repeating uh, Jimmy winning the belt against Mark, or from Mark Andrews. We got a tease that he was going to pin Will Osprey in the same sort of way with, um, you know, with Jim Smallman actually having to count the fall. Um, and I like that. Which, I like yeah, the, he wasn't happy about. No, I, I like it, the way that it also, plays I, into the story. I also, I like the fact as well. Like, um, even though Jim reacted positively to the the fact that Osprey kicked out, I'm so so thankful that there was no bullshit in the count. 
Like he he was going to count three. Like there was no two ways about it. It wasn't a slow count. Like it couldn't be argued as a slow count. Like it was right down the line. And and I'm so thankful that that was the case. Like they didn't need this to be muddied in any way. Like they needed to to get the belt off of havoc in a proper clean way, much as they did at chapter fifty five. Um, you know they needed Travis Banks to get the belt from Dunn in as clean a way as possible. You know you can overbook, you can you can throw stuff out there um, in terms of interference, all that sort of thing. But as long as there's no kind of bullshit and a big face win, then it's worked. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, yeah, missed it. I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's you know it's sort of it. They do that as to put like an end to it. Yeah. Because you just know if there's any any slow count or anything like that from the ref, it's going to be another match and, you know, yeah. they needed to sort of put a stamp on it, really. Yeah, exactly. And they needed to blow off. They needed it here. And, yeah, thankfully, they got it. And um, huge win. Like, absolutely huge win. A huge match. They were saying going in, it's the most important match in progress history. And hard to argue. Like there's there's nothing in this entire sort of forty five minute package of wrestling from you know the start of the videos through the entrances into the the sort of finish of the match and the you know the aftermath with with Osprey celebrating that kind of thing. There was nothing here that didn't scream how important it was. Um, and like I say, it was absolutely sold sold me on progress. Um, fantastic yeah. show, yeah. And also a couple other things: the Essex Destroyer. I love that move so much. Okay. Like it's not, it's not quite a pole driver. It's not quite a DDT. It's sort of a mixture of both. Yeah. But it just looks incredible. Yeah. And the six thirty splash. How? How he can get the torque on himself to do that, I will never know. Yeah, I mean they sold it going in like Osprey didn't have the confidence to to go for the six thirty, um, and it ended up being the movie one with. It was the only thing that he hadn't hit on Havoc that he f- thought would work to put him away, and it's it's just an insane move. Um, yeah, like. I, I don't think I could do a, like a senton. I don't think I could do like a 180 flip and land <laughs> properly. Um, the fact that he can do that sort of thing is just just sickening. Like, you know, in, in an impressive way, the fact that someone yeah. can do that is just, wow. Um, and the fact he landed it so sweetly as well, like there was no, it, it, was, it was absolutely picture perfect. Um, yeah, I think they mentioned sort of in... It wasn't a progress show, yeah. um, but another show. He he land he landed it, but he landed funny and like almost broke his neck. Yeah, doing it. Yeah. So for him to have the balls to do it again, like just well played. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, that that's another thing. Is commentary did their job so well in sort of selling that and actually saying, you know, this is what it's going to be. Like this is. <laughs> this is it, you know, he, he's not going to do it or he might not be able to do it, he might not have the guts. Like, just, yeah, just excellent. Um, and, yeah, like I say, it, it was a phenomenal match. Um, and, 
I just I ended up sort of saving the show single handedly. Um, you know, I would I would say to people that if they were setting off watching Progress, chapter twenty is a really good place to start purely for the main event. You know, watch the whole yeah. show leading up to it, but the main event is what will hook you. Um, yeah, I mean, we both started off at twenty, and we've been hooked ever since. So exactly, exactly. You know, it's two out of two there. So there's no point in us talking about what the match of the night was. Um, I think we know uh, probably one of the best matches in progress history. Um, certainly, certainly in the top five that I can think of. Um, but I, I'd say probably for me, I, I think it's my favourite um, in progress history. So if you disagree with me, take to Twitter. Um, I, I, oh, excuse me, I am at out after dark two one six. If you want to get Liam, it's the Grim Fish, and if you want to get to either of us, it's Progress Scream, all one word. Uh, let us know what you thought. Let us know if you agree. Let us know if we are wrong. Um, look forward to hearing from you. Make sure and like us on Facebook as well. Just search Screaming for Progress. You'll find us. Um, the way that Facebook works, it's really hard to actually get likes, so we need you doing it for us. Um, and yeah, other than that. Thanks very much for listening to another show. Um, we'll be back soon with Chapter 1. Liam will talk about when we're going to do that off-air um, rather than bore people with it on here. But uh, there's anything you've got to say before we go? Um, no, I think we've we've said all we can, mostly yeah. about the main event. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I say, absolutely phenomenal show. And uh, yeah, we will see, we'll see you all very soon for our Chapter 1 review. Um, so until then like the page, hit us on Twitter and don't be a dick peace hey guys it is Ryan I'm not sure if you know this about me but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can I like to work but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there I can tell you about my favourite place to have fun Chumba Casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.